Hey guys, thanks for tuning into the second episode of the Box Score Podcast. We have some interesting topics today that we would like to get into. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna get into our part one of our top five in five series, which is basically the top five players in you know five core sports, but and they're gonna be the NHL, the NBA, the NFL, and then we're just gonna kind of disregard the MLB because we're not huge baseball guys and it's kind of like boring. Sorry. Yeah, baseball's not a... Sorry, baseball people. And then we're going to go into the PGA Tour and curling for all the curling listeners, which are, you know, not very popular, but we're curling, curling dudes, so we'll get into that. So in part one, we're going to do the NHL, the NBA, and curling, so I mean, I guess we better off just kick it into our first one, will be the National Hockey League, and so we both have our own rankings made. I mean, they're fairly similar, but I'll let Daniel kind of kick off his, his top five first. Okay, uh, to start my top five, I have, uh, obviously, Connor McDavid as number one. Yeah, It would be silly to have him as any other place. Yeah, I mean, I have, I have him at number one, too. Sorry to spoil Casual 116 points last year uh, on a very poor Edmonton Oilers team. Can't yeah. rule out uh, Leon Dreisel, though. That's also a great player that he's playing with, but I'm not going to disregard what Connor did. Yeah, it's fair. Uh, great player. Uh yeah, I think anybody who doesn't have a number one is totally quite odd. I mean, he he was obviously like you said on a shitty team, and he still kind of led the league. And well, I know he sorry didn't lead the league in points. That was did not. We got to next, but he had a, <laughs> he had like a great season, and you know, forty one goals from him is also really impressive. He's not like yeah, he, he can obviously score goals, but score whenever he wants. If he want, but like yeah, whatever. The so, thing about him is that his shot. It didn't prove a lot last year, but his shot's not like is renowned as like being great. Yeah, he's just his around. elusiveness and stuff. Yeah, skating is insane. Yeah, he's obviously yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we both we both had McDavid number one, which is, I mean, quite obvious. I think we both we actually had the same top three. I think we both had we both had Kucherov two yeah. and Crosby three. So I think that's I, a pretty safe yeah, top like, three. I know a lot of people probably would put Crosby at two, maybe just you know because he's overliable and like these rankings are kind of based off of like for the upcoming season. So as you'll see, kind of later, that's kind of what we base all our, all our kind of sports sports off, and the way that Kucherov has been lighting up the last couple of years, we figured you know he's a, he's pretty good bet it, too. Improving every year. Yeah, and, and Crosby like, is yeah. like thirty five or something. Yeah, but I mean, well, he's obviously we'll get to him in a second. But like Kucherov last year, forty one goals, hundred twenty eight points on, I guess it look what looked like the best team in the league for the longest time, but then obviously in the playoffs that kind of, like, didn't proved to be true when they choked against Columbus, but like for all accounts, like he's on my fantasy team and it helped me a lot that he that he kinda lit it up. So like yeah, that's really not much else to say with him, but so I guess I'll let Daniel kinda kick it into the Crosby Crosby talk. Uh yeah, so Sidney Crosby had a hundred point season, which was like really good obviously. Uh played seventy eight games, so basically a full season. Uh he actually played with uh Jared McCann near the end of the season after he was traded over from Florida. So great player, Jared McCann. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't say great player, uh, but that's, that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's pretty good though. He's only like twenty one. Yeah, he has some growing to grow, but I mean, yeah. So he's he had, what he is. Jared McCann had twelve points in eighteen games when he was playing with him. Actually, went through yeah. a absolute burner. Had like eight points in like six games. Uh, right when Jordan Crosby on the line, so had a little here there. That's pretty. Sort of fade, I mean, sort of fade off a that's, little bit. That's, that's just Crosby, like obviously elevating him. And just, Gensel. True, he ripped up. Which I don't know how much he elevates Gensel's game. I don't know, Gensel's obviously pretty a lot. good. 
I know Gensel's good, but he's always played with Crosby. I mean, I'm not like, taking away from Gensel. He had like 31 even strength goals. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. He was like top. I think he was like top two or three in the league, and which is like, I would have just completely like wouldn't have thought of it all as him being like that hey, high. Give me a special teams. Yeah, guy. just put up a ton of points. Playing with Crosby and, and Malkin on, on like the power play, but yeah, I mean, and so once we once we reach number four. It's kind of where our, our list differs a little bit. So I have I have Patrick Kane at four, and who who do you have, Daniel? Who's your four? Victor Hedman. I mean, very fair pick. Fair very pick. heady player. That was good, man. Funny joke. But yeah, so Patrick Kane overall, like last year, their team wasn't the greatest. Like Chicago was obviously known for being like one of the best teams in the league, and they had a kind of an off season. But like he he didn't falter at all. He put up. 44 goals, 66 assists, and 110 points, which, you know, that's that's pretty decent, <laughs> to say the least. He was second in the league in 5-5 five and five points at 66, which, again, solid 5-5, five and five, kind of, like, takes away the the uncertainty of power play and stuff. And, like, for all, of, like, accounts, for, like, the next... Uh, there's no nothing saying that he won't be good for the next couple years, because, like, literally, through the last four years, he's been in the top four in league scoring, and the year before that, he was hurt, and he was... He was actually fourth place in points a game, so he was basically four, top four again. So that's like four out of the last five seasons. So, I mean, he's one of the most consistent players there is. And, you know, he had his whole thing with, like, his rape allegations. And that, yeah. yeah that is that is what it is. Whatever. He's not going to... He's amazing on the hockey ads, though. Yeah, but don't want to, like, take into account anything that he may have done. Yeah. Could be probably a bad person. He's proven but, innocent, but I think that... Yeah. Anyway, yeah, don't really that. need to get into that. And, like, similar, similarly to Crosby... Dylan Strom, who was on Arizona, he obviously was a top prospect, and they expect a lot of him, and nothing really came of him. And once he got traded to to Chicago, he he went on a line with with uh, Kane and Alex Rinkett, who's also another great player. Who I'm sure Kane partially elevates him too, but like he's a great player, a player on his own. But but after joining uh, uh, Chicago, Dylan Strom actually put up 51 points in 58 games, which I think is like, very, like, was mostly because of Kane. Like, obviously, he kind of found his game a little bit more there. And, like, he literally put up six points in 20 games in Arizona and then went and was almost a point-a-game player in Chicago. So, like, you can't really, like, you know, say much about him there. That Kane, like, obviously helped him out a lot. So, yeah, he elevated. Who else did he play with? What, on Brinkat. To Brinkat. Well, obviously, Brinkat's an absolute stud. Yeah, true. But, uh, yeah, but Strong had a really good end of the year. Yeah. Definitely a lot of potential. Yeah. Great, uh, great trade by them. True. For Nick Smalls. So. True. Yeah, I mean he's a good player. He's good too. too. He's yeah. Good too. That, I mean, could could work out for both sides. So, uh, so your fourth player is Victor Hedman. So get into getting him a little bit if you want. Yeah, Victor Hedman, uh, one of the best defensive defensemen in the league, and by for the defensive side of the puck, obviously his offensive game brings a lot as well. Yeah. Uh, fifty-four points in seventy games, which is a little bit underwhelming in terms of point totals, but he also battled an injury. Uh, throughout the year for a little bit yeah, of a stretch okay. there. It's tough. Yeah, so he sort of was out of the rhythm a little bit. Uh, but no, he's all just a great player. I don't say plus minus much, but he's like plus 25. That, yeah. That's whatever. I mean, they were on a really good team, though, so it's not a really good team. But I mean, he's always going to bring out. Yeah. I mean, he, he won the he won the Norris last year. The year, well, obviously not like two years ago. I guess. Was he runner-up this year? He was in the top three. Think, I think he was. It's pretty impressive. He was in the top Burns. three. Yeah, it Brent was him Burns. Burns and Giordano. Giordano obviously had a good year and, and got the dub. But yeah, but that's just sort of some like, respected headman is a defenseman in the NHL. Only played yeah. 70 games, 54 points, still top three in North Yeah, Rome. Unlike 
someone else who we're going to get to who doesn't seem to get a lot of respect in North no, Sterling, but no. I mean, hey. So, so who runs at your top five? It's who's that? Kane. Okay, yeah. So your top five is McDad, Kucherov, Crosby, Hedman, Kane. So mine so far, I got McDad, Kucherov, Crosby, Kane, and then my number five is is Eric Carlson. I know he was obviously injured last year and was not great in playoffs at all. He was. I mean, he put up points, but his defensive game was not yeah, wasn't really there. But I mean, yeah, like, I, yeah, yeah. Have, being a Sens fan and watching how like good he was, even when injured, on like a completely awful team, and just literally carried them. And like during that cup run, well, not cup run, playoff, deep playoff run, the Sens made he carried the team, like we said before, like in the last pod. But just like being able to like rec- come back from injuries, and like when he tore his Achilles, he obviously kind of lost his step skating wise, but like he came back and was incredible and. During that run, he had, like, no foot. He had basically played on one foot and was incredible. And, like, I'm super confident that he can come back to being a top-five player in the league like he is, and that's why I put him in at number five. I mean, he, Yeah, because these are basically projections for next year as well, who you think the top-five yeah, exactly. so players are going to be next year. Obviously, we're kind of, like, basing on the past, but this is just... I'm, I'm very confident that he'll bounce back and, and be a top-five player in the league like he was after that, after that incredible run they made, and... It's pretty crazy to think that he kind of like lost a lot of value this year. Like he didn't sign for a whole lot of money. Well, he like he did, he did. but it was like relative to what he was kind of expecting. He could have like looked yeah, like he was gonna well. get more. He obviously did get paid, and like San Jose valued him highly, which they should have. But his his kind of like value across the league seemed to diminish a little bit, and like it seemed to not be high with professional hockey writers during the Norris. I mean, back when the when Drew Daddy won it and stuff, and he should have won, but oh well. He's due. He was due, but uh, yeah, whatever. Also, Carlson had a stretch during the season had to get like 16 straight games with a point. I mean, 16 So the record or something? Yeah, no, it was games with a point because he missed a game in oh, between yeah. or something, so it was fair. like different. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, but he was healthy during that stretch, and he was the best player on the ice like every yeah, night. When, when, he's, day, so. when he's fully healthy, it's incredible, just like his skating and everything, just puck control. It's, it's all it's all incredible. So and the flow. The flow, true. Hopefully he gets the flow going. You That'd be right on. Definitely gets a flow going. He hasn't cut it in like two years. Hey, never know. You cut it off at some point. Might do it again. Need yeah, a little restart. A little Need a little restart. So yeah, so my top five, McDavid, Kucherov, Crosby, Kane, Carlson, a lot of K's there. So, you know, and I guess a, a hard C, so I mean that's all it's for. But uh <laughs> yeah, so that's that's our first NHL. Daniel had McDavid, McDavid Kucherov, Crosby, Hedman, Kane. Yeah, so I mean, we each had one defenseman in there. I thought uh, I had to throw Victor in there. I, I easily could have put Hedman in there. Like, he, as of last, like, if we're going off last season and kind of trying to project this season, I Hedman probably would be the safer pick ahead of Carlson, or, like, definitely would be, but I'm kind of just confident he'll bounce back to his best defense in the league level and kind of, like, most generational talents. It's, like, Bobby Orr or something like that far back, or like, Nick Lindstrom, that kind of, that kind of way. So, I guess, I guess we can get on to our next kind of top five of our series, which is... The NBA, which, you know, that's always fun. It's most exciting it's, league in the world. True. And we're just going to say at the start, we are not including Kevin Durant because it's for the next season. And if he was there, he would most definitely be in, like, the top. He'd be number one. The top, at least the top two or three or number one, like, if they wrote our list. But, again, after coming back from that, like, tough tough injury that he's going to have, it's you don't really know how he's going to be. So you kind of have to, like, that, like put in the value to, like, that he may not be the same player. And yeah. Because it's next season, we're not really going to just include him anyway, so. Yeah, because many people say that the torn Achilles is the worst injury you could have. I mean, you can see it with Boogie. Basketball. Like, Boogie kind of kind of 
like fell off a bit. Not saying he can't get back to close to where he was, but like he was not the player he was before once he came back. So yeah, yeah I'll let you. I'll let you start off your your list. Yeah. Uh, number one, I actually have LeBron James. Ooh. So uh, are you sure he's still good? Yeah, after like last year, I think some people didn't even have him in their top fives, which was kind of odd. It's so just average like twenty seven, eight and eight. You gotta, you gotta put some respect on, on his name, on his name. Yeah, uh, shot, still shot fifty one from the field, was thirty four percent from three, which isn't a bad clip either. No, I know he struggled from the free throw line like sixty eight percent or something. But yeah, it's pretty. But he's yeah. still an amazing player. For sure, no doubt about that. And yeah. I think he protects next year on a championship team to have a huge year and yeah. potentially lead him to a championship. I mean, like, he literally never had time off, like, ever. Like, every year, well, like, he was in the finals, what, seven years in a row, I think? And, like, he was going so eight. deep in the playoffs. Eight, eight years. Eight. Oh, shit, yeah. Like, so deep in the playoffs every year. He's basically playing, like, I don't know exactly what the totals are, but, like, over those eight seasons, he's probably played an extra what, like, He's at least a hundred games every year, almost. Yeah, well, like probably more than that. If he plays eighty-two games, no, he takes some risk games. Yeah, okay, fair enough. So yeah, hundred games over eight seasons. So we, like, say he's playing eight hundred games when the majority of people would play what, like, what? That would be seven hundred and like twenty or something. So you play like basically an extra season. He's extend. Yeah, he's just extending off season now for the first time in forever. Which is he's gonna be really good for him. And he's obviously he's an aging body. And he's yeah, like thirty-five now. Like he's not obviously. As, I mean, I can't say he's that lost that much athletically. Like I don't know, but no, he's not the same. Obviously, as he keeps himself before. in exceptional shape. Well, well, yeah, that's pretty. He's probably keeps himself in the best shape out of any athlete that yeah. I can think of. True, but I mean, you obviously it's difficult to tell because you don't know. Like no, I know, but I... but yeah, he's obviously in incredible shape. So I mean, a lot of people would dispute it. I I wouldn't dispute it. Like I have him number two on my list. Just as a little as a little hint. Do you want to say like? The defensive end was a big problem, but also, I mean, he was pretty much in a wash of a year. Like, he didn't... Near the end. Yeah, like, there was no... He obviously took a lot of rest at the end of the year, and, like, he was hurt, which is not no very normal because he doesn't get hurt a lot. And, like, he does take a lot of rest on defense sometimes, which some people fault him for, but, like, what's the... Why would he need to go hard, yeah, like, for every single... Yeah, like, utilize, like, your skills to your advantage instead of going, like, hard all the time. Especially which, when you're not a young man, either. Exactly. Like we were saying, like, he is aging, so... You got to use your your effort like kind of when you can, and it's difficult to go one hundred percent all the time. And like I know coaches like that, and you go to hockey boys love it, but like it's different when you're playing literally the entire game. Yeah. And like he'll play in, in those big games later on the season, he'll play like forty minutes a game, which at his like thirty five year old body is going to take a toll, obviously, and he can't go all of it all the time. So that's fair enough for him. Yeah, you got to have efficient output. You can't waste all your energy on the defensive end. And then that's true. LeBron puts up like. A shitty offensive game, and they were really for that. Nobody notices the defense. Yeah, like, true. I mean, like you have to save for your offensive accomplishments. Oh, exactly. So. And you have to like you have to save some energy for later on in the game. Like obviously, you'll go hard on defense later, like in the final minutes of of important games. But I mean, there are, people can say like the points are worth the same during every quarter, which is true. But like they're different. It's it's still just kind of like different. In that it's way. different event. No, oh, definitely. It's, it's totally different. Definitely. So. So I'll kick it on my list. My number one, like, <clears throat> sorry. Like I said, LeBron was number two, which I I contemplated putting at number one just because, I mean, like everything we just said, really. But I put Kawhi Leonard number one. And, like, as a Raptors fan, I can't say I watched him a lot last year in the regular season. Like, I did watch a nice few games, but nothing kind of too much. But, like, just seeing his playoff run was just kind of incredible. There's and, also like, playoff Kawhi. True. Kawhi turns nods. 
turned it up a notch when he hits the playoffs. Which and is he true. Was unbelievable. It's like, true. And, like, say what you want with the regular season, and somebody we'll get to later kind of is a good regular season player and may or may not be great in playoffs. But I think it's pretty evident that, like, being a playoff player is more important than being a regular season player. Obviously. Yes, I know, but, like, for winning, like, MVPs and, like, winning awards and stuff, it kind of seems like, like, people obviously, like, it's a regular season award, so that's what's important, but, like, the most, like, what defines you as a, as an athlete, basically, is how you perform in, like, in high-pressure situations. Well, championships. Yeah, exactly. And, like, in, even in just in high-pressure situations, which is basically, like, the top players in almost all of us, I guess, besides kind of McDavid, but he hasn't been there yet. In hockey, he's kind of different, because it's not really, like, yeah, one player can't really run the show in hockey, yeah. but... Which is a, a perfect example of his team. Yeah. Because one person is running the show, and that's not enough. Yeah. No, obviously. Yeah. Not, but I mean. Yeah. There's more to an hockey. But yeah, like, our list, like, if when we get through the rest of them, you'll notice that, like, the number ones on all these lists are going to be players who have led their teams, like, if they're in the positions, I guess, obviously. If they have the possibility to lead their teams to championships and perform in crunch time, then, like, they will be high up. And that's why I have quad number one. Like, he's, he's, he's killed two dynasties. He killed the Miami, the Miami Heatles dynasty with, like, LeBron and Bosh and, and Wade back when he was with San Antonio, and he, he just killed the Golden State one, which, I mean, also kind of was because they got hurt and they kind of just deteriorated, but, they, yeah. I mean, he still, he, still, he still did it. And just watch... got to the finals through a lot of... Yeah, like, tough, tough teams. teams. And he was... Like, uh, the Raptors did have a lot of depth, obviously, and, like, they had some good players around him, but he was, like, the one star. And, like, the way the NBA is going with, like, all these duos of, like, absolute elite players, like, he kind of did that on his own. Like, that's kind of not he, right to say, he but... He broke the mold of the NBA a little bit for yeah, that one year. exactly. You basically have 1A and 1B stars for most of the teams, or, like, you know, like, one and a half. Yeah. Because if you have, like, James Harden and Chris Paul, like, maybe... Yeah. And no, Russell like, Westbrook, Paul George, I think Russell Westbrook's, like... A lot worse than Paul George. Yeah, but he's still he's still like an elite. They're two, like they're two elite players, but they're not. Yeah, air quotes elite. Obviously, like there's always gonna be one that's slightly better than the other, but I mean, yeah. So like Kawhi averaged twenty six points, seven rebounds, three assists last year. Shot fifty percent from the field, thirty seven from three. So like, uh, all those stats like field percentage stuff, whatever. Like it's all it is what it is, and that's not really what defines him as a player. It's obviously gonna be like what we said the defense the defense yeah defense and the <coughs> performance in crunch time and all that and i think like the only reason why i like have him kind of above lebron's he's in his age and like lebron's proven that he can perform in crunch time i know people always say like oh he, he chokes and whatever and like when you're when you make a trade finals like you you're not going to win every one so like fair enough Especially when you're the inferior team a lot of the time. Yeah, I mean, those, those teams... Those Golden State Warrior teams. Oh, that was insane. And one year, he didn't even have Kyrie or Kevin Love. Yeah, he just... He probably six games, I think. Yeah, that was... That, that was incredible. I mean, like, if you look at it, if you're going to fault him for choking in the finals, like, he could have just lost in the second round, and then people wouldn't have talked about his final record. Like, it's the same as, like, the Joe Montana kind of, like, Tom Brady argument. Because, like, Tom Brady lost has lost three Super Bowls, but, like, would you rather him lose three Super Bowls or, like, lose in the divisional round? Like, Joe and it all the time, sure. like, instead of being 4-0, so, like, it's kind of an odd, odd argument to make, but, like, whatever. He, he only choked, really, in one finals, and that was a Mav versus one. Yeah, sure, that was way He bad. was bad. It's fair. He was admittedly very poor. Yeah. I think his first year of Miami, maybe? I think it was his first yeah, year Yeah, it was Miami. the first year, yeah. But, like, yeah. It wouldn't have been the first championship, though. Like, it's kind of, like, pressure field. It's your first NBA championship. Yeah. 
True. And then he, after that, but, I mean, he made he made one final history. with Cleveland, didn't he? Beforehand, I'm pretty sure he made. Oh one yeah, he did. He did make one final with Cleveland. Spurs, maybe? No, it wasn't no. against the Spurs. It was against. Uh, oh my God! It was. I don't know, Celtics maybe. No, that would that's not that would be dumb because they're in the same <laughs> conference. <laughs> I'm not sure actually. Oh, well, God. whatever. It, we'll we'll get back to it. But yeah. Anyway, we were, we were talking about Kawhi and like he's my number one. I'm pretty sure. Why are you saying yours? And is he your number two? Yeah. He's yeah. So I think two. I think it's pretty clear that for us at least they're the clear one two in the league right now. So I think we also we have the same number three now that I look at it, and that's that's Giannis Antetokounmpo, which fair. He won the MVP last season. Very emotional uh, MVP speech. Definitely had the waterworks in my eyes trying to get out. Oh, yeah. It was a great speech, but that's not... We're, we're not going to argue Giannis' speeches, but he's definitely uh, been through a lot. True. His road to the NBA is amazing. If you want to watch that video on YouTube, it's crazy. That, that video on YouTube, yeah. That one. You just look up Giannis' yeah, road to the NBA, basically. Yeah. It's amazing what he's been through, his resilience, and that basically comes into play during his like, off-season workouts or anything. He's yeah. always the hardest in the court. Harrison the gym. You see his body transformation from when he came to the league and what he is now. Because he's ripped now. He's yeah. chiseled. First in, uh, last in. Yeah, he's, he's working hard and it's paying off. So nothing but respect to him. True. I mean, he's he obviously won MVP and there was a big debate with him or Harden. And I think just how good their team kind of like improved and how much he he led them, which I mean, obviously Harden led his team too. But it it was fair. Like he, nobody was really upset that, that Giannis won MVP when... Harden was putting up a lot more numbers, but I mean, Giannis's defense was also a big factor in that because he right. literally he could have won the defensive player of the year. He could have won the defensive player of the year, yeah. A lot of people thought he was going to, but I mean, Rudy fair Rudy enough. Rudy. I went to Rudy Gobert, which he was an incredible defender. So like, fair enough. But yeah, so like, Giannis, I I don't see any reason why he won't continue to kind of like get at like he's a little bit better. Like he's attempted the threes a lot. Yeah, he's kind of he like trying. Shot twenty five percent, but at least he's shooting them. Yeah, Budenholzer was telling him, "You just got to shoot them because you got you got to demand respect from the defense." True. If and you like, if you don't demand respect from the defense on the three, the lanes get clogged. You get no spacing. You can't become that threat. So yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough situation like to understand because like well actually I guess to understand it's not very tough but being a, like we're obviously big efficiency guys and like it's great to be efficient but like there's times where you need to space the floor and you need to create like, a difference in your offense. Because, like, if they know 100% of the time he's going to the net, like, it's, it's still tough to stop him because he's so, like, a freak of nature athletically. But, like, it's more predictable and it's possible. Like, it's easier to kind of stop him. So spacing out his game and, like, creating those long-range shots for himself that he he will probably uh, continue to slightly improve at least a little bit. Yeah, he will. That'll, that'll be beneficial to him as a player for sure. And like, it's, only, it's only 24, isn't he? Yeah, or That's, 25. I think he, or no, 24, yeah. I think he's 24. He's turned 25 like, in a season sometime. Before midseason. Still has like a huge chunk of his career yet left. Yeah. He's only done about like close to a, a little bit more than a third of his career probably. Yeah, I mean, you never know. And with his, with his like size and his athletic nature, like he could he could play deep into it, like his like older ages if he if he wants to. I mean, you know. We don't really know with those people, but yeah, I mean Giannis, he's a freaking nature. He could like, he's one of those guys where you could easily see him becoming the best player in the league. Like, even though he people could think he is right now, and like he very well maybe, but like I'm, I, I don't think he is. I'm right not really put him there. Yeah, he's developed this three pointer a little bit better. I think somebody who's going to be the best player in the NBA has to have a three point game in this era. Yeah, that's fair. League. And like he, but I think like he is a guy who may he very well like become that player and. I wouldn't be surprised like at all, and like even if the Bucks, if the Bucks won the championship this year, like I wouldn't be surprised. Like they lost Brogdon, 
but they still have all good pieces right now, man. Like Giannis they signed Robin Lopez. And Brooke Lopez, again. <laughs> Dynamic duo. <laughs> but yeah, like if Giannis can, improves a little bit and like he, he had that taste of the playoffs there, like he's he, the finals were like within his grasp, they were up two nothing in the mm-hmm. conference final against uh, Raptors and they obviously blew it. But like he knows what it's like and I'm sure he's fighting to get back there and like he has an opportunity, so I wouldn't be surprised if they got back there and, and, and did the thing. So here is kind of where our our list differ a little bit. So my my top three, Kawhi, LeBron, Giannis, and my number four is James Harden, which we kind of talked about before. And he his numbers last year were just like borderline like incredible when you look at like sheer sheer points wise. Like you put up thirty six points a game, six rebounds, seven and a half assists. So like that's pretty crazy how like how those numbers were. And, like, he was 44% from the field, but his true shooting percentage was, like, 62%. So he was... It's not even like he was inefficient. Like, he was an efficient player who just kind of took put the team on his back and just did it all for them. Like, earlier on in the season, they were obviously struggling. No Chris Paul. True. And then they decided to kind of shift around. Like, okay, Arden, like, it's, it's all on you, buddy. Just do your thing. And he... I mean, he delivered. Like, I can't remember exactly what it was, but there was that stretch there... Where, I don't know, he had, like, what, he 15, 15 points a game. He was, like, he had, like, what, like, 15 or 20 games like, over, like, 30 points in a row or something, which yeah. is just bonkers. Yeah, stretch where he averaged over 50 points a game, I think, like, in a week or something. That's that's kind of incredible. Like, not saying, like, other players could probably do it, too, if they're in this situation, but, like, it's not even like he was inefficient. Yeah, the person that I'm going to after will be yeah. in that discussion, obviously. Yeah, true. But, yeah, like, 37 <laughs> for three, so, like, he's efficient from there, too. That's pretty good. And, like... This year with Westbrook, for the upcoming season, like, this is for the upcoming season, and, like, people might think that they don't really fit together, and, like, that's probably fair. Like, traditionally, if you look at their styles of play, they probably wouldn't, but I'm sure D'Antoni will, like, find a way to make them work because, like, he's a good coach. And if Westbrook and Harden truly do want to play together, like, it seems like they do, and, like, that's why they kind of got together, they'll figure it out, like, for, like, through it themselves. Like, as long as Westbrook, you know, we kind of said in the last spot, isn't pulling up mid-range mid-range jumpers with half, like, 15 seconds left on the shot clock, then, like, there, there shouldn't be too much kind of, like, disgruntled nature between between them and, and the two stars on their team. So, I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Harden's numbers, like, just were not elevated from last year because, like, 36 points a game was insane. But, like, yeah, if he stayed above 30 points a game, I would not be surprised not just because, like... Westbrook, like you again, like you might think that that'll they'll have to split his numbers, but like if you look at Westbrook's numbers, once Paul George got there, like Paul George's best season was with him, and Durant won the MVP with Westbrook. Like he does actually help the stars around him, so like it should be good for Harden, and yeah, I'm sure we'll see him kind of elevate his game the next season. So yeah, who's your who's your fourth fourth guy? Uh, I have Steph Curry. So yeah, he, if he has enough volume shots, which I'm sure will happen yeah. this year. I would not be surprised if he finished with a higher points per game than James Harden True. this upcoming season. That's fair. I mean, he, he was actually my he was my number five player, so he, he runs out my top five. And, like, obviously, best shooter of all time, probably, like, more than likely. Not probably or more than likely he is. Yeah. That's so, no one. without Clay for the majority of the season, and obviously no KD, like, it's basically going to be on him. Like, I like they did pick up D'Angelo Russell, which is, like, a completely kind of, like, was at a left field move that I did not see coming at all. And, like, he'll be around there, but, like, it, it's still obviously Steph's team. And I wouldn't be surprised if he just lit it up, like you said. Yeah, so, yeah. well, uh, D'Angelo and him are going to get the bulk of the scoring because 
who else on their team can provide enough scoring? Like, Draymond's a poor scorer. Hey, Kevon Looney. Don't Draymond's a, a poor scorer, but d- is really well at, like, everything yeah. else in the side, in, like, in fact of the game. Yeah. Uh, if you have Willie Colley-Stein, which I actually really like that Trail. pickup. Trail, I think maybe. he's a very versatile center that will actually fit really well into their system. Yeah. So, their big three, big four, Willie Colley-Stein, Draymond... <laughs> Willie Curry, Tra- D'Angelo Russell. I mean, Kavon, pretty sure Kavon, my boy Kavon, Looney is going to start over Trail, Wait, though. Just, who would have thought that the Warriors' top four players would be that going into the season? Who? Who, who the four? Willie Colley-Stein, Draymond oh. Green, D'Angelo Russell, and Steph Curry. I mean... All you got to say is Kawhi Leonard. What do you have to say with Why do you have to say Kawhi Leonard? Breaks dynasties, baby. True, but I mean, there's like... A lot of people are kind of seem to think that they're going to fall back a lot, and like they're obviously not going to be the juggernaut that they have been the last couple of years. But I like I would not be surprised if they were a top like five team in the West I wouldn't, and no. made a couple a little bit of like noise. Like who who in the West would want to face them? Like say they're like a six seed or even a seven seed. When like Clay will be back for the playoffs. Like do you think I don't know like the, the Lakers? Say the Lakers are the two seed and they're like I don't know the Clippers are the one seed. Say the Lakers run into them in the first round. Like do you think they want to play Steph, Clay, Draymond? Uh, our boy Willie Collison apparently, but I'm 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 a Kevon guy, and like D'Angelo, like that's a that's a lot of talent on one team and a lot of like shooting talent that well can easily kind of take him in. Like they've been there, and Steph obviously knows how to take down LeBron, which not like it, you can't really put on him, and you can't really put on LeBron either. They're just, they're gonna be like a seven seed that's not a seven seed because they're gonna be picking up Clay Thompson at the exactly. end of the year. It's basically they're like a, be like sneaky, a deal. not sneaky. I don't think anybody's gonna be surprised. They're basically gonna be like a three seed or something. Yeah. Maybe playing against a three seed. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's a tough matchup for... I mean, like, the West is deep anyway, and, like, there's not really going to be any matchups that are, like, easy for, like, anybody in the West, really. But I would not want to run into them. Like, even, like, a team like Utah, it's like, say, I don't know, or... What do we say? The top four, like, what if it's Clippers, it's Lakers... Utah. I mean, like, Houston is good. Like, they're all good. I don't think Houston's as... I think that... I mean, Harden and... I think they could easily be a top three team. Like... All depends on how that regular season goes. Like I feel like Utah is going to be a good regular season team. Probably Denver too. Uh, like so. Yeah, I can't see Utah making a run in the playoffs. I know that's what I'm saying. So. Like you think if Utah, yeah. say Utah is a good regular season and they finish second in like which could in the West, which could easily happen, and they run into Golden State in the first yeah. round. Like a lot of people are betting on Golden State. That's when you think about it, though, like who does Utah have that's proven anything in the playoffs before? Oh, Mike yet. Conley, who's actually Memphis had some pretty good playoff teams. Made the conference finals before, but never really proved much. He's he's also a great player, but and Donovan Mitchell. I mean, like actually has been pretty good in the playoffs. True, but. like they could they easily like you don't just need experience to be good in playoffs. Yeah, like you can, you can just show up as a good player. Like like what Jason Tatum did kind of in his first year, he just showed up as a good player, and like that is obviously possible. And he's going to take just the first year or, like first playoff opportunity jump, and like not saying they won't beat him, but like I think the majority like the favorites might w- just be Golden State in that be. situation, which like, is kind of crazy. Though. They have Boyan. True, our boy Boyan. I mean, yeah, whatever. We don't need to get into Utah. But, like, Golden State, they're going to, like, kind of surprisingly, it's odd to say, like, they're going to be a sneaky good team when for the past, like, five years they've just been, like, the obvious best team in the league that, like, should win the championship. So, like, yeah. So, it's, it's nice to have Curry there, obviously. You had him at four, I had him at five. So, we only got one spot left on our list, so who's your who's your number five? Uh, Maybe a little surprise here. I don't think it should be, but it is tough leaving James Harden off my list, but I had to put Anthony Davis there. True. Because this is a prediction for next year. Even though last year it sort of, like, set out a lot of games in the 
last half of the season because of the impending trade with the Lakers. Yeah. But his per 36 stats were actually a little bit higher than his the previous two years. So he averaged like 26, 12, and 4, which is obviously really good. Well, yeah. 52% from the field and 33% from three. He's actually starting to get better at shooting the three now, so that's, that's developing awesome. a huge game. Uh, and he also had 1.6 steals and 2.4 blocks. Yeah. So he's just a all-around beast. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, that was, again, that was tough for me to leave him off my list, but I kind of just... It was the choice between, you know, Curry, Harden, and and Davis, like, to kind of put it in the top five. And, like, Anthony Davis would be... He'd be my number six player, like, if we were doing kind of, like, a little honorable mention number six. Like, he would be that guy. But, like, team up with LeBron, that's going to be pretty, like, incredible. Like, we're obviously still high on LeBron, like we've talked about earlier, and... Like that pick and roll game, they're like meant for each other in that in that way. Like it's gonna be, it'll it'll be pretty crazy for them. It'll be a really cool, be really yeah. interesting to see how they gel together and stuff. Yeah, definitely. He's already been over for a couple of Taco Tuesdays, so True. you know the Ken's building. True, yeah. always. I mean, like LeBron has obviously played with a lot of good players. Like he played with Kyrie and Kevin Love and Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh. But like Anthony Davis is like by far the best players ever played with, which is like gonna be crazy to see and like in a league that's pretty open and LeBron having the pedigree that he has and being how good he is and like the same thing with Anthony Davis they're perennial title favorites which is pretty pretty awesome to have LeBron back in the playoffs like it was pretty weird this year not having him there like it was nice as a Raptors fan because he's known to kind of kill the Raptors but I, I love watching him perform in the playoffs though oh, he yeah, carries nice. teams so much Except when he, yeah, obviously when he that, that the Raptors. the Raptors game, like, last, two seasons ago, I guess, when he, made that, when he made that runner bank shot for the win, like, against the Raptors. Poor that, OG and Anubi. True, that was... Tried his best. That, that was incredible. That was fucked. I remember watching that. That was just kind of yeah. fighting, but I was, I kind of, you can't do anything but laugh. It's just like, how does he do that? And Got to appreciate greatness. Like, Second best player of all time. I mean, Maybe the best of all time, but we're not going to get into that. We might get into the later episode. You never know. You never know. You never know. So yeah, that that's kind of the rest of our, our NBA one. Like uh, I said, Davis would be number six. I don't know if he went further. Jokic is probably in the top ten. Embiid, Paul George, like those kind of guys. We kind of get yeah, maybe get that. Later. I think the top six is like cemented. Those players. Yeah, that's fair. Those are all like the like the top tier players in the NBA. Like the top. Well, I don't know. Like you could. I guess like the top uh, of the so. the top of the top like. 1A. I don't like putting my boy Nicola not in there yet. Yeah, but, but I, I wouldn't. Yeah, like so I was saying, like I would put Paul George see, ahead of Nicola. No, the thing I'm saying is that none of those players I don't think can jump over any of the six. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I don't think that that happens. Yeah, so, true. In the seven to like ten range, you have like Damian Lillard, maybe Jokic. Yeah, Paul Embiid. Embiid. That yeah. gets like that's probably that probably we might be forgetting some like slight pairs. But story like, guy that we missed maybe. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Listen, no, no, Boyan, Boyan probably in the ten. Or I might be top 40. Willie Collins not, apparently. You seem to like him. What is he, like, top Probably 400? 80. Probably top 80 or something. Maybe not even. <laughs> probably not. Probably yeah, not. Yeah, he's, he's a good complimentary piece for that great Warriors top four. <laughs> a complimentary piece that's in this top four? Hey, man. They, they love their complimentary Kevin Looney. True. Come on. Looney Tunes, baby. Likes playing, with, likes playing with one shoulder. and like. Hey, no he played through a broken collarbone. That was pretty sick. I mean, hey, respect the grit. He sucks like, when he's playing through it, but I mean, yeah. Hey. It's probably not ideal for them, but, like, I mean, <laughs> whatever. He gritted out. Showed the hockey boys like that, too. So, hey. So, I mean, I guess we'll I guess we'll get into our last kind of top five and five, or our list for this one, for part one. It's curling. I mean, I don't know if anybody really, like, listens and watches curling, but, like, we're big curling people. Play curling, you know, all that fun stuff. You know, kind of 
kind of want to want a few chips not a big deal not to flex but yeah we're we're into that so we will have the same number one on our list kevin cooey good guy just insane player i mean that shot he made to win the briar this year pretty after nuts. somebody choked a little bit nope he didn't choke i mean he did choke but we'll get him this, sorry, yeah. yeah but i mean it, you he was kind of made by sweepers but like that's testament of putting it to him and like obviously the sweepers are insane. you gotta leave to the sweepers exactly that's just him and like he's Cam shown cameras just tried outside true he he's shown that he's been like he's been the most consistent player probably for like a like a long time like uh, but like he was, well the last two years the most consistent player has been Gushu. No, no. Has it though? He's won two Briars. That's that's not the last two years. It's two last three years. He well, won. I was he won. Years before he that. won the Olympic. He well, he could have won. Like he went to the Olympics. He won the Olympic trials. So he didn't play in the Briar. Easily yeah. could have won the Briar. He obviously didn't have the Olympics that he wanted. Like he finished fourth, which I mean that's not great for him. I guess because he he should have probably made the won. final. That like, shouldn't even count. Yeah, I mean, hey, that's that's pretty bonkers. They 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 made a run. So I mean, they're a good team. Whatever, do we don't really have to talk about John Suster? I will say right now that he is not in our top five. Just straight up, not not there. So sorry, sorry to you. Have a good season. Then maybe you will be in the top ten. Maybe. Sorry. Right. I mean, you got the Olympic gold though. So like, whatever. You're living. You're living best life. I put a bunch of thirds over John Schuster, but we you don't need to get into that. John Schuster won an Olympic medal. He doesn't give a fuck about anything. Yeah, else. true. True. He won two, hasn't he? He won like the bronze like way back or something, didn't he? Yeah. Whatever. Whatever, yeah. So we all have Kui number one. He's a good ball boy from Alberta. Uh, my number two is Brandon Botcher, who is, I, I mean, uh, he I might put him in number one in a year. I, I've always been high on him, kind of before the before the fold of him being the best. Not, not a big deal. I, I've been a Botcher fan for the longest time, saying how great, he, how great he is, and everybody would kind of tell me, oh, no, you think he's really good? Aha, uh-huh, funny. No, he's not. And I was like, yeah, just wait. And he has. The last two years... Like, he's made the past two Briar Finals. Obviously lost Gushu in his first one. Fair enough. Like, it was his first kind of, like, taste of a huge kind of game. <laughs> a huge, huge game like that. And nobody really thought he was going to beat Gushu, and he didn't. So, like, that's fair enough. And this year in the final against Kui, he lost two. Like, we kind of said he choked, and he did a little bit. He was in the position to win, and he didn't. But... Whatever he he'll be back like they'll they'll win one at some point obviously he's a good team around him great sweepers Carrick Byron likes the likes the micro sweep but like I mean I like the micro sweep like, Brad Teeson's an absolute beast on the rim man big boy mm. big boy I mean <laughs> yeah so like he later on I think he won his last three like events that he played in like Grand Slams like he won the the Champions Cup I think and he won the Skins game which is like over Cooey and he won the Champions Cup over Cooey too I think which was pretty good and he won everyone other Alberta. true. Cannot, but he made, but he still made the Briar final all one. So, yeah. Do you have any? What do you got to say? Winning Briar over Cooey. Well, uh, we're gonna say about Bodger. Yeah. I'm Bodger number four, but I guess we could talk about Bodger. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got my side. And what do you? What are your thoughts on him? Obviously, he's really good. I mean, he doesn't need to be said twice. But uh, yeah, he's really young, up and coming. I don't. I like him at two as well, but for next year. But I also think Brad Gushu, who I have at number two. Yeah. Is gonna rebound next year after just it's sort of the last year that took a little bit of an off year. Yeah, it's they didn't play as many terms and stuff. They just sort of kept it easy and maybe that showed a little bit. But I think in the what was it the three four game against Botcher, Gushu in like the second end, Sharper two to go up two nothing and then picks and then yeah. what happens after that we don't know. But I think he beats Botcher. But that's yeah, that's not ideal. And when the ice kind of like 
fucks you over, it's not, not a good situation. So I think but, it's really tough to come back from uh, down two against Greg Gushu at any point in any you're, game. You're not wrong. But, I mean, you never know. But, like, yeah, that, that's that's fair. Greg Gushu is basically a robot. That, yeah. I mean, he, this year he hasn't he wasn't quite as robotic. No, as I know. Because he, he didn't get the reps probably as much as true. Even though he still does. He definitely we, did. We actually, I mean, we, quick we, flex, we also play in the same current club <laughs> as him, so we see him, like, a lot. But, I mean, yeah. Well, not a lot. I guess they're always gone, but. True. I mean, he's he's definitely getting, like, he's getting reps. He's good. But, yeah. I mean, I had him as my number four, actually. So, like, we kind of flip-flopped our He's Gushu, number three. Our Gushu Botcher. Yeah, so we have a similar, yeah. Nick Dean could have been higher. True. He, Nick Dean, he's a number three, but we'll get to him in a second. Like, I would, like, all the, out of the top, you know, like, couple teams in, in Canada, like, any of them can really win the Briar. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. And, like, if Brad bounced back again... And one another bar, like I would not be surprised in the least, and hopefully it does, because I mean maybe we could take a little, take a little run of that, run at it. You never know. But yeah, I mean, you never know. That would be something. That'd be pretty cool. But yeah, so Yushu, our hometown boy. I obviously like him a lot, but I had him at number four, and so we both actually had the same number three, which was Nicodine, the little oh, Viking he's, boy. He's he's so good. He's just world class. True. Like, what a player. World world champion. I believe. Yeah, he likes winning world championships. Sure, we beat Brad. Like two times in a row. I don't, did he beat Dean? Did he beat Kui this year? Yes, I think he did. Yeah. Yeah, did, yeah. But, I mean, backtrack world championships, like, he doesn't have much competition in Sweden, obviously, but, like, he still has to play the best of the best teams in the, in the world championships. So, like, he beat Brad. When Brad was, like, having an incredible season and he beat Kui this year, I'm pretty sure. Like, 9 out of 10. Yeah. So, like, he's all, he's been pretty consistent, too. Like, he has a good good team around him. The good upway player likes to chuck gas. Yeah, they have a really good team around them. Rasmus Warren is like a pretty young player. They also have I like Oscar Erickson. True. He's a really good third. He throws a lot of chucks heat. The rock hard. And Christopher Sundgren, I mean, sure. Okay. Not <laughs> a boy. Sundgren. I mean he's a good player for them. But I mean Adin like obviously you can't talk about him in like the form of the Briar stuff because he obviously he's not he's not Canadian. And that's kinda like our main curling event of the year but like we watched him a little bit during the Grand Slam that was in in CBS this year and I mean he was I mean yeah I don't think they had a great tournament there but just seeing the shots he can make is yeah pretty incredible he's I mean, all the proteins to make yeah so good I know it's he's crazy admit, like like I'm not going to disregard the women's game the women's game is amazing some people actually tune in because like there's more action like yeah Women's yeah. game, like, there's more rocks to play off on, like, more stuff, like, drink more They're action. slightly less, like, slightly less robotic, and, like, yeah. they obviously just, like, the anatomy behind it, they don't kind of throw as much weight, which is, like, the bailout for the men is incredible, how, like, they just get to it, and they can throw two shots, like, there's six rocks in the house, and then two minutes later, there's nothing, like, yeah. it's a blank right after that, so, and the women's game kind of isn't, like, the exact same, so that's kind of a reason why, and that's a situation where, like, it's kind of more entertaining, and, like, it, there's times where it is, and I find there's times where it isn't, so, like, that's kind of, like, everything, I guess. But yeah, so the um, Nicky Dean and his little team, like they're they're pretty crazy. Like I I Gucci at four, so I think oh no, we actually have different number five. So like my number five to end up my list after Kui Botcher, Dean and Gushu is Bruce Muet, who he's kinda he's obviously a young up and coming guy. Won the won the OVCA Junior Super Spiel way back in the day. That's what we're we're making a run at this year, going there. So he he made a Great. Oh, he was at the World Championships, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah, he was at the World Championships. Yeah, he played. Uh, he didn't play very well there. They were not very good. No. That's kind of surprising. And well, he was in the in the in the Grand Slam we saw here in CBS. He was in the final against against Ross Patterson, which again. Bradley Scotts. True, and Ross Patterson won, which was surprising because I figured like Muad was definitely a better team, but oh well. 
I mean, Irish I, went on a little heater. True. Rossi. Good old boy. I mean, he he's a pretty incredible player, Bruce. Like, as a young player, he, he was really consistent. He beat Brad, I think, twice in that Grand Slam. And that was, like, Brad's kind of homecoming. Obviously, he won the Briar here a couple of years ago. But, like, his kind of big Grand Slam homecoming. And he kind of, like, laid an egg a little bit. Yeah, he did. He, he definitely did. And, and like Bruce, I mean, don't no real fault. Like it's not like he just laid an egg. Like you got to give Bruce credit. Like Bruce played incredible, and I think him and his young team, like they have again, they have beasts, beasts on the on the front end with Lamy and Hammy. But oh, Bobby Lamy is an absolute beast of a sweeper. Pretty big tank. The great sweeper. And he's also really good at the second edition. But I mean, hey, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So. He, I think he'll be great. Like next season, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised. Even like they could easily win. They could win the world championships. Like I would not be surprised if they did that. Like uh, they wouldn't be the favorite. Like there's gonna be whoever the Canadian team is probably, and and Adine will will be ahead of them. And like, but I think they they would probably be a three three team. And like, there are still other good Scottish teams. So like, it's not guaranteed that they would be there. Like Ross Patterson, like we said, he's he's good. I don't think they're quite as good as Bruce, obviously, and like. Kyle Smith's team, I think. If he's, no, it's not Kyle Smith's. It's, uh, yeah, other guy. Kyle's playing third. Uh, his, his sister or something is a curler. Oh, Glenn Muirhead. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Cousin. It is Muirhead. Yeah. It's Glenn Muirhead, yeah. I think. Yeah. But, I mean, they, they, they have a good team. Cameron like, went, to, they went to the Olympics, so like they did pretty well. And they kind of just had a rebuild year, which is kind of weird, but... Yeah, so, like, it's not necessarily they're going to, like, kind of make it there, but I would not be surprised at all if they did and if they were to win. So, I mean, that young up-and-coming team will be around for a while. Like, them and – I'm sure them and Botcher will have, will have a bunch of kind of meetings for the next, like, tens of years maybe. Maybe not tens, but, you know, five or ten. So, yeah. Who's your who's your fifth fifth guy? I got Brad Jacobs. Hype man. Uh, the boy. They're actually bringing in Mark Kennedy, so – True. That'll be a – that'll be a crazy good definitely, addition. I think, help your team out a ton. I mean, like – and I don't play a lot. True. I don't want to like discount Ryan Fry because he was like he was incredible at the Briar and like he's he's a really good player player. But I think like I, I obviously can't get in their heads of how like they gel. But it seemed like even that one like that one tournament where Mark stepped in and him being like that veteran, yeah, and like a kind of calming presence. It seemed like they they had a great like week. And Brad was automatic. He was. And, and like, I know it's a small sample size to take. He played in another tournament later in the year with him. I think so I too. Did he? I don't think I don't know because he played with somebody else. I thought because they had. Yeah, he might have. Yeah, whatever. Small sample size, but I just think they gelled really well, and it could definitely propel them into a huge next year. I wouldn't be surprised so. at all. Like that team, like I get like again, Ron Fry really good. He's he's gonna make that Epping team better, and that's good for them. But uh, like I wouldn't be surprised again. Like AJ was one of those teams where they could win the Briar, and you would not be surprised at all. Like it all just depends on who's hot at the right time. Like all those teams, like they're all so automatic and robotic that like they can make all the shots. So it really just comes down to the luck of the draw, and you know. Getting the right, getting the ice correctly and early on enough, and not kind of get any picture or anything like like Brad did against Voucher this year. But yeah, so you got it. What else you got to say with Jacobs? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> you just asked me the question. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, Jacobs is. I mean, yeah, he's been around. He's been around for a while. Like he won. Not just about Jacobs, though. It's just like he's has that front end for a while. Has comfortable with that. EJ Harnan is a really good second. He is really yeah. good sweeper. Ryan does his job. True. Really good sweeper as well. They got the probably well. I don't know. They're not the best sweeping duo. I think anymore. No. I think that would probably go to Botcher's front end. True. The way they can carve the rock. That's pretty. Tenuous. But That's definitely has no complaints with his front end in terms of sweeping or anything yeah. like that. I mean, they they're bound for a good season, and he 
he's obviously had some bad moments before. Like, I remember him just eating the draw through the house there against McEwen, I think. He was really good this year, though. Yeah, true. This yeah, this Briar, really he was really, really good player. I mean, he did lose. He lost. The Briar, though, like, I know. Overall, he had a good year, which is good. Because I, I don't think they were that great the year beforehand. No. Which is the nice advantage I have for him. And, I mean, he's a great player. So, yeah. So, that kind of concludes our, our like, first part of our top five and five series. So, like, we went through our NHL, NBA, and curling rankings. In the second part, we'll kind of finish off with our golf rankings and our NFL NFL rankings and like you know golf. There's an official world golf ranking, so like, but we're we're it's not really gonna BS. Yeah. well, not really BS. Like it's fair, but we're gonna kind of like go more in depth with it and kind of give our own kind of opinions on who they are. But yeah, so yeah, thanks for thanks for tuning into the the part one, and we'll be back soon enough for the part two. So peace, peace.